Man, you may be seated. God is good. And all the time, that sound like about three of us in here said, God is good. And all the time, amen. It is indeed a privilege again and an honor to be able to come into the house of the Lord to worship and magnify his name. We truly serve an awesome God in the midst of all that is going on in our country and our world over in the Ukraine, all that is happening in our land, we still serve a mighty God. If we can't find praise in the midst of sorrow, I don't know what. I, I, I don't know what, but we're so blessed and honored to be here. Um, we want to just thank God for covering us and keeping us um, in the midst of these difficult times. The pandemic is truly up and running, but I thank God that the numbers are going down. Um, some places, the mass mandate have been lifted, um, but of course, we are still um, wanting to make sure that we are doing our due diligence, so we encourage and ask each one of us to continue to don your mask while you are in the sanctuary. Um, we still have the, um, the distance, social distance policy in place, so we thank God that we are adhering to that. Um, as always, we want everyone to be safe as we worship um, in this place today. Um, just a couple of announcements. We want to welcome all of our visiting family and friends. And I see Brother Jacob, amen, who will bless us a little later on. Praise God. We thank God for you for being here with us. Pray that um, this will not be our last time. Amen. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, if you're looking for a home, you found one. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Um, and so we thank God for you. Brother Jeremy, I, I, I praise God for you. I now, I, your, your mom said that you sing a little bit. I don't want to put nobody on the spot. That's not my character. That's not my, my forte. So I'm not going to do that. But I want to say, did you sing at the birthday? What, was that you? Did, did, uh, maybe, maybe not. Okay, okay. There was others. Okay, so we have some singing sons. Okay, praise God, praise God. So I wasn't, I wasn't far off the from the from the tree, amen. But we praise God for you. I understand that you're celebrating a birthday today, amen. So we want to just sing happy. Can we sing happy birthday to? Is that all right, amen? Praise God. I'm actually to stand. I, I gotta put you on the spot, amen. I want everybody to know who we're singing to, amen. Happy birthday. for you, Doc. Amen. Glad you made it in safely. God is good. Amen. At this time, we do want to turn to our IT team as they prepare a special video for us. Um, we are looking at um, um, a blood drive. There's a, a huge blood drive going on in the month of April, May, and June. Um, and I would love for us to just pay attention and just kind of grab from this video because there are some things that I would love for us to be able to take part in or see how we can take part in this initiative, um, our IT team. I had someone tell me with sickle cell when I was much younger that the pain is so severe that you would pray to die. And um, I never wanted to believe that was true. But when I had my first crisis, oh yeah, it was very, very true. And it is 
just the worst pain imaginable. I depend on blood transfusions to live. Having had 600 plus blood transfusions, it is, it's a monthly thing for me right now. Every month I have critical blood counts and I'm needing two, three, four units of blood each month. And when that blood is not there, and when you're told, well, Lydia, we're, we're waiting for a donor and we can't find one. We're waiting for a match and we can't find a match for you. Um, anxious doesn't even begin to describe how you feel. You're just like, oh my goodness. Like, because you know, if you don't have that blood, if I don't get that blood, then I'm going to die. And it, it truly, truly is life or death and it's terrifying and that moment when that nurse comes in and she's like we got your blood and it's like you can finally breathe thank you to the fantastic person that donated this blood for me i'm so so blessed to have it and it really means the world and it's my life so thank you it is so important to receive blood from a similar ethnic background and the reason that it's so important is because when you are in need of a blood transfusion you're going to be blood typed similarly so me being african-american i have the best chance of receiving blood and not getting a rejection and not having a reaction to somebody that's got similar ethnicity as mine. So since I'm African-American, it would be great for me to receive blood from someone that's also African-American. It reduces the chance of a blood reaction or your body rejecting that blood. Without many African-American blood donors, people like myself, people with sickle cell, would not be here. It's just as simple as that, I would not be alive. So that is why it's so important that everyone from every race background, every ethnicity donates blood. Thank you so, so much for giving that gift. So I think I'm a little bit different from other people where they might see a walk in the park as just that, it's a walk in the park, but I see it as such a gift and a blessing and a joy. And I just wanna just like savor every single minute of it and treasure it because I don't know when I'll be able to do it again. I don't know when I'll be in the hospital. I don't know when I'll be having another surgery. So while I'm well, I wanna make the most of life.
American Day, in case you didn't didn't notice. <laughs> Amen. We have been celebrating all week, but we wanted to make sure that we took this last Sabbath to show up and represent today. So give yourselves a hand praise. You look good out there this morning. We're just so thankful. God is just so good. I don't know how many of you have been watching the news, keeping up with what's been going on in the news, and we are just living in the last days and we see what's been happening and, and my wife and I we've been studying in, in, uh, out of the book preparation for the final crisis and folks we are in the final crisis are coming up to it it's time for us to prepare and be ready we saw all the people in Croatia and they were going out and they were they were in Ukraine they were uh, trying to get their money out the banks they were lined up trying to get the food out the grocery stores. I'm talking about thousands of people just in a mad rush. People at the gas stations, the highways were completely full. People trying to flee the city 
And the news commentator was saying it's a shame that uh, people are going to run out of food. They're going to run out of gas, even though they saw Putin uh, just amassing all these troops all the way around. But they didn't pay attention to the signs, and they weren't prepared. The Bible says in the last days, the last events are going to be rapid ones. We can't wait and say, okay, well, let me start praying now. Let me, let me start getting my relationship with God. We'll be like those foolish virgins. You won't have any extra oil. But God is telling us now is the appointed time. Serve the Lord right now while you can. Find him. Have that relationship with God. We're talking about being a, being a faithful steward. Giving God your time, your talent, your treasures. Trusting God. Every day we have an opportunity to trust God. You're not going to just trust him uh, at the end if you're not trusting him daily. If you can't trust him with your money, you won't trust him with your life. So when God says return a faithful tithe and offering, he's really saying, do you really trust me? Do you trust me enough that, that you can put your life in my hands? We think that we just saying this is something trivial, but that's very serious because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So the question is, this morning is, where is your heart? Is it with God or is it with the things of this world? Don't cling on to this thing, to this world. Wear it like a loose garment because every earthly support is going to be taken away when it's all over. All you're going to have is God. So now it's the appointed time. So as our deacons come, we want you to be faithful. We want to encourage you to be faithful in your tithe and offerings. And we know that you can give it on the cash app, the dollar sign, top giving. So we just want to continue. If you haven't been trusting God, start this year off trusting him. God says, if you bring it to me, I will return it to you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to pray. Yes, they come. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful, Lord, that you have given us yet another opportunity, Lord, to be faithful stewards to you. So, Lord, we pray that you would bless every home, bless your worshipers today to be faithful. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're so blessed today uh, to have a young man who is a co-worker, works at the elementary school where Sister Beverly Stewart Anderson works. He's the music teacher. And he came to Beverly, and he was just sharing on how he wanted to do something for the Lord. He felt like... He wasn't doing enough, and he said, I just want to do something for the Lord. And Beverly invited him to come, and he's going to use the God-given gift. He's given him uh, Brother Jacob Johnson. Let's give him a warm tabernacle of praise. Welcome as he comes. Thank you all very much. It's an honor and blessing to be here with you this morning. I, uh, I, I come from Lutheran faith. Uh, I was confirmed in middle school. I've tried all faiths, Buddhism, every which way. Anytime I play music, I feel a connection to the Lord that I can't refute. It's a blessing to be here with you today, to share music with you all, and to praise with you all. Thank you for having me.
had my first crisis. Oh yeah, it was very, very true. And it is just the worst pain. Thank you very much. God bless. Amen. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. The saved, a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind. Brother Jeremy, thank you so much for blessing us, for taking us to that next level as we prepare our hearts and minds, as we approach God's throne. It's so fitting that that lay on our mind and lay on our hearts, that it was by his grace, amazing grace, not the status, not the zip code, not the area code, not your pedigree, not, none of that. By God's grace, his amazing grace. We know that we have family members that are battling with challenges that is blowing our minds, health challenges. We have members that are still bereaved. I was on the phone with the elders this morning and learned that we have family members in this church that have lost loved ones. So we want to keep our church family in prayer. We want to remember the crisis over in Ukraine. It could have been here. Uh, the bombs that dropped over there could have been here. The planes that flew over homes and over businesses while individuals trying to make an honest living. It could have been here. It could have been right here on these, on these United of States. So there's a lot going on. Being back in this church was not an easy thing, believe it or not. But because of God's grace and his mercy, we are here today. So I want to encourage you to just bow your heads as we approach God's throne at this time. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we're so thankful, so privileged. We're so honored to be able to come before you on this platform. We recognize, Father, that it is not I, but it is Christ that dwells on the inside. We recognize, oh God, that it was not the sound of the alarm clock that woke us up this morning but it was because of you that we are here today. Your mercies new every morning. So we just want to take a pause and just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for keeping us clothed in our right minds. Thanking you, Father, for food on our tables and clothes on our backs. 
thanking you, God, as we celebrate black history for bringing us through the struggle. Thanking you, Father, not looking at the bad, but just looking at what you've done already. Uh, giving you praise and honor and glory for just being the great God that you are. We understand and know, God, that you make no mistakes. We recognize, God, that you see the end from the beginning. And so we're here because of you. So we say thank you. And we bless you today, oh God. You are the Alpha. You are the Omega, the beginning and the end. There is none like you. There is none beside you. And so as we approach you, Father, we recognize that we're entering into the presence of royalty. We're entering into the presence of a holy king. We're entering into the presence of a creator, the one that spoke all of this into existence. So we, we recognize where we are, oh God. So we come with humble heads, bowed heads, oh God, and humble hearts. Just saying, Lord, Father, do what you do. Remember our family members that are battling with health issues this morning, oh God. Father God, we have individuals that have lost loved ones over the last few days and last few weeks that need to hear from you, God, during these difficult times. We have family members that, that are in need of employment, oh God. We have family members that are in need of your guidance as decisions are being made. Life and death decisions, not just what to eat today, oh God. But I'm talking about decisions that affect futures and children and outcomes and futures, oh God. We need you today. We need you, Father, just show up in a very mighty way. So we ask that you will cover right now. Cover our families today. Cover our homes today, oh God. Let us not leave this place, oh God, the same way we came. Let us leave here knowing that we have been in the presence of an awesome God. Because, Father, without you, there would be no us. Without what you've done on Calvary's cross, God, there would be no us. And so we give you praise today, God. We give you honor and we bestow glory on you, Father. Dangers seen and unseen how you cover us. Stopping us as we enter into intersections when, when other cars come flying through red lights. You keep us, oh God. And you are keeping us, oh God. And as we celebrate the history of black America, God, we'll say thank you. For those that have gone before and those that are coming after. Father, there is so much happening in our land. Ukraine needs you, God. Mothers and fathers need you, God. Children need you, God. So as we move, let us move according to your spirit. That at the end of the day, oh God, we will only be able to look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. So have your way on this time, at, at, at this time, God. Thank you for our visiting family and friends online, God. Pray your covering over them as well. Continue to lead us and guide us, we pray. And it's in your precious son, and your precious son that we pray. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen and amen again.
crown up in their kingdom. Oh, yes. Ain't that good news? Yes. Got a robe up in that kingdom. Yes. Ain't that good news? Yes, it is. But the best news of all is I've got a Savior and his name is Hello. Jesus. Yes. Up in that kingdom. And ain't that good news, somebody? Oh, my God. 
take it home to my Jesus in all that good news. Gonna take it home to my Jesus in all that good news. Take it home to my Jesus in all that good news. Take it home to my Jesus in all that good news. Take it home. together again. Ain't that good news. Take all my cares and all my issues to the Lord in prayer. Ain't that good news. You guys look great out there. blessing to be here in God's house. We'll show that video at the end. Our team got that together. So we are definitely want to see that. But we are so blessed and honored to be here today to celebrate black history. Um, we had to get one in. Amen. We've been out since January. We were out uh, pretty much almost all of February. And we were really looking to come in next week. Uh, but praise God, we were able to slide on in here, amen, and be able to celebrate. That's right, we can put our hands together, amen, <laughs> to be able to come in here and celebrate our heritage, our culture, amen. Um, you know, I was, I, was, I was talking to my wife, and she was sharing some things with me, and, you know, there were so many sayings out there. Um, I think we have... Um, you know, black American, um, Afro-American, um, African-American, um, some, some just black color people. Um, back in the day, what, Negroes, Negras, uh, I guess I can say that with streaming live here, is out there now. Um, but, um, but I'm just so glad that we're able to come on this platform and just call ourselves children of the Most High God. <laughs> children of the Most High God. Um, the world is definitely changing. Um, let's just be honest and be real. The world is definitely changing. Um, there are still a lot of issues that America still has not come to grips with. And we need not sugarcoat it. We need not hide it under a bushel. Oh, no. But we need to let it shine. 
um, because the truth of the matter is we have our younger generation coming behind us and it's a shame that the struggles that our parents had to deal with that we're still dealing with in 2022. And to not to be able to address that or even see that, now this isn't a political sermon or a, um, you know, but the truth is what it is. And I think that it is high time that as black people, amen, um, black and brown, um, that we rise to the front, that we come out from behind um, the, the, I'm going to call it, the, the, come out from behind the counter. Let me put it like that. Come out from behind the counter, and it's time for us to take up our place in America and let our light shine. Because at the end of the day, if you don't tell your story, no one else will. At least tell the truth about it. And so I'm so blessed and so honored that we're able to come here and celebrate um, black history, uh, to be able to don our attire, amen, um, to be able to come and just celebrate and fellowship on this here beautiful um, historic um, event. If you have your Bibles with you, I just want to get on into the word of God today, <clears throat> found in the book of Isaiah, um, Isaiah chapter 26. Um, we want to start with verse 1, and we'll read verse 1, 2, and 3, I mean 1 through 6, and then we'll read verse 20 and 21. Isaiah chapter 26, um, you have it there on your screen. Um, we'll read 1, um, through 1 through 6, and then we'll conclude with verse 20 and 21. When you have it. Please say amen as we read the word of God this morning. Isaiah chapter 26, chapter 26, <clears throat> and we'll start with verse 1. And it says, in that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God will appoint salvation for walls and bulwarks. Open the gates, that the righteous nation which keep the truth may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in you, the Lord is everlasting strength. Verse 5 goes on to say, for he brings down those who dwell on high, the lofty cities. He lays it low. He lays it low to the ground. He brings it down to the dust. The foot shall tread it down. The feet of the poor and the steps of the needy. Let's jump down to verse 20 and 21, and it says, Come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is past. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. 
the earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. Today I want us to look at just the thought of don't stop moving. Don't stop moving. Let us pray. Father, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to gather into this place of worship. Uh, thank you so much for what has transpired thus far. As we enter into thy word, we pray your Holy Spirit upon us today. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase. Into your hands I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Don't stop moving. For those that watched on yesterday, of course, we talk about the war that transpired with, um, um, that took place over in the Ukraine. Um, there also was another historical moment going on at the same time. Uh, President Joe Biden nominates Judge Katanji Brown Johnson to the Supreme Court while Russia is invading Ukraine. Yeah. On one side, we see moving forward. On the other side, we see uh, trying to stop and trying to hold back, trying to keep back, trying to press down. On one side, we see a building up. On the other side, we see a tearing down. On one side, we see a moving forward. And on the other side, we see a holding back. I just stopped by here to encourage somebody today, don't stop moving. We will have oppositions. We will have moments when it seems as if it's easier to give up. But I want to encourage somebody this morning, don't stop moving. If I can just pause for a minute and look at what transpired on yesterday as President Biden nominates this black woman with braids in her hair. I just reminded just a few a few months or years ago, uh, there were issues with the way the black woman would wear her hair. Not only, not only, not only does she have braids, but she's dark skinned. I, I, I don't want to spend too much time there because I don't want us to think that this is a political outrage. I'm not political, but I am truthful. And we understand how slavery went where the darker hue stayed outside while the lighter hue stayed inside. But now we see uh, in 2024 as a result of not uh, as a result of this woman and her family not standing still, we're able to now nominate this woman in the Supreme Justice. You know, I understand and realize that in Isaiah, which is a very powerful uh, a book, a book that really speaks to the truth of the times that we're in right now, uh, Joshua, which simply says, uh, uh, the Lord saves. Isaiah, Isaiah means, simply says, the Lord saves. That's what Isaiah means. That's what his name means. The Lord saves. 
And while the Lord saves, the Lord also admonishes his children and his people to do some things. As I look at our passage today, and it simply starts out by saying, in that day. In that day, the context from Isaiah 24 and 25 points to the days of the Messiah's ultimate triumph. The day when the Messiah reigned over Israel. In that day, in that day when it seemed as if all of your dreams and all of your aspirations has been snuffed out. In that day when it seems as if you take two steps forward you're knocked back five in that day when it seems as if it is is just overwhelming to even walk out the front door I'm talking about in that day when Jesus shows up on the scene when it seemed as if everything was against him he continued to move because of the purpose that was on his life in that day Israel and over all the world. In that day, uh, there was a lot of joyful singing, such as this song that will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. We have a strong land. We have a strong nation. The truth of the matter is, I'm talking about us as a people. We are a strong people. When we look back over the history and look back over all the things that we are uh, privy to enjoy today, we understand and know that the bulk of it was as a result of some black man or woman. We have a strong city. Isaiah wrote about this here uh, city of God when he said, we have this strong city. The strong city is the kingdom of God. The city of man in this world is nothing but a world system. But there is something that we as black America look to. We don't look to this world for our hope, but we look to the earth made new. And while I agree, I don't want a pie in the sky. I want my pie right now, but I have to also recognize and understand that the way this thing is set up is not intended for us to live here for eternity. I'm reminded, my brothers and sisters, that in order for us to get there, we have to leave here. And we have gotten to a place where we don't want to leave here. We become comfortable in the life that we live. We become okay with the way things are. We dismiss things when we should be speaking up. But let's be honest, black America. Let's be honest that there are things that if you don't speak to in 2024, it's not going to get get any better we have to stand we have to continue to move as difficult as it is as rough as it may be as burdensome as it may seem we cannot afford to stand still we cannot afford to stop moving we have to keep moving Because God will appoint salvation for walls and bullwick. That's what the text said. The city of God from the beginning to the end is all about salvation. Even the walls and the bulwarks of the city are there to save us. Let me explain something to you, my people. We have to realize that we are covered, that we are protected, that there is no need to fear, that there is no need to be afraid because we are covered. We are protected. Why? Because of the God that we serve. 
He said that he will not let anything come upon us that we cannot handle. That he will not let anything show up on our doorsteps that we cannot deal with. Oh, how if we can just get our minds wrapped around the idea that we are more than conquerors. But through Christ Jesus, that we are greater than that. That we are better than that. That everything that we need is right there at the palm in God's hand. Everything that we need, everything that we desire is right there in the hand of God. I've come to learn, I've come to realize that God is sovereign, that God knows more about me than I could ever know of myself. I've come to realize, my brothers and sisters, that God will do what God says he will do. So the Lord is our source of strength. He is the one that we look to. He is the one that we call on. I know it's difficult and I know it's challenging because the enemy is fighting tooth and nail to keep the people of God in a frame of mind where we don't enjoy church. We don't enjoy the things of God like we should. We've become a people that we allow other things to get in the place of what should be the place of God. But I just want to encourage some Somebody this morning to let you know uh, that you have the strength. Uh, all you have to do is use it. You have the ability. All you have to do is stand on it. You have the authority. All you have to do is exercise it. Because the truth of the matter is uh, the enemy has come uh, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Uh, and if we as a people uh, lay down and allow uh, the enemy to succeed, uh, we will never be able to get to that place of perfect peace as the text tells us he said I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me I, I, I will keep you there if you just will allow your mind to stay on me. Now, let me help you out this morning, uh, my brothers and sisters, because it is not just a keeping of the mind. There are some things that you have to do in order for your mind to be stayed on Jesus. You see, it's not just a simple waking up and doing what you want to do. No, you have to spend time in the word. You have to spend time in prayer. Why do I say that? Because your mind uh, will wander to and fro. Uh, you know how we talk about it, that when you even get down on your knees to pray, uh, and you may start out in that prayer for about five minutes, uh, and not two minutes later, after you started praying, uh, now you're thinking about work, or you're thinking about the neighbor, you're thinking about school, and you're thinking about this, and, and the Bible says uh, that you, if you keep your mind on me, uh, how do you do that? By spending more time with God, by spending more time in prayer, by spending more time in the studying of the word of God, by spending more time in just simply getting the Bible and reading it. And I get it, some of us don't like to read. Well, you know, in these days of technology, you can download the app and hit play. And while you're driving to work, it'll read it to you. Come on, somebody. My wife loves it. I know she's looking at me right now because the Bible experience has been in our city for about three months now. Help me, Lord. We've been listening to Jonah. We've been listening to David. We've been listening to uh, Noah and the ark over and over and, and over. Every time I start her van up. Oh, I know I didn't mean to put you out there. 
but we're listening to the Bible experience. He said, I will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me. Perfect peace, this is a wonderful promise. This is a wonderful thing, this, pers- this perfect peace. You see, God promises that he will and that, he, and that we can have this perfect peace and even be kept in a place of perfect peace. So you can have perfect peace and you can be kept in a place of perfect peace. So when everything around you is going left, right, left, you will be in a place of perfect perfect peace. So when it seemed like your job is about to fold, you will be in a place of perfect peace. Why? Because your relation and because your reliance is not on your job, your reliance is on God. Your your hope is not in the job, but your hope is in God. Oh, I wish I had some help right there because we have gotten to a place in this society where we depend on the finances and I know of I'm always praying about finances. I'm always praying about this and that. But I thank God that although my finances, if I can be transparent, may not be where I would like for it to be, but my health is doing real good. I'm able to move okay. And while somebody may be struggling with their health, their finances may be all intact. So I've come to a place to realize that what may be my thorn may not be yours. And what may be your issue uh, may not be mine uh, but at the end of the day uh, God said I will keep you uh, be it finances be it mental uh, be it social uh, be it psychological uh, whatever it is uh, the Bible says I will keep you in perfect peace uh, if you will just keep your mind stayed on me uh, so when everything seems to be crumbling around you you will be able to have peace and the world will be looking at you. We'll, be, we'll begin to look at you and wonder how is it that you are able to stand? How is it that you are able to smile? How is it that you are able to be encouraged? Don't you know that they said you only have five days to get out of this apartment? Do you not know that they said you only have five days before this job fold? How is it that you're able to smile? Didn't the doctor just tell you that you've been stricken with cancer? How is it that you're able to stand? How was it that you were able to smile so you would be able to look at them and tell them that I'm able to smile, I'm able to rejoice because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And the Bible says I will keep you in perfect peace if you would just keep your mind stayed on me. I'll bring you through it. I'll take you through it. I'll hold you when you feel like breaking. I'll hold you when you feel like crying. I will keep you in a place of safety. I know it looks crazy right now. I know it's unbearable right now. Why didn't mama leave when she did? Why did daddy go when daddy go? I will keep you if you just trust me. I will hold you if you will, but just trust me. Keep your mind on me and I will keep you in perfect peace. 
I love the fact that God gives us this, this, these words of encouragement because the truth of the matter is when we look across our land and when we see what's happening over in the Ukraine, I can imagine it's quite difficult to be able to keep your mind on Jesus when you've got bombs flying over your head. But I'll suggest to you today that God will not say these words if you can't, if, if it wasn't something that you can do uh, so in the way in the midnight hour you can still call on him uh, in the roughest of the roughs uh, you can still call on him in the thickets of the thick uh, you can still call on him uh, because he said I will give you something uh, that although there are shells flying um, although everybody around you is dying uh, I will give you something uh, that you will be able to stand uh, and everybody will be able to wonder how is it that you are standing oh I've experienced that and the truth of the matter is I'm experiencing now. And sometimes I have to be careful because I don't want to offend anyone when I'm able to be joyful when everything else seems to be going crazy. When it seemed like all of the bills and, and all of the struggles held up. When it seemed like all of the drama is just piling up all around us. How is it that you're able to still proclaim truth? Have you not given up on God? I have to be honest with you. I have to let them know, no, I have not given up on God. Why would I give up on the one that is keeping me? Why would I give up on the one that is holding me? Why would I give up on the one that is giving me everything that I need? Why would I give up on the one that is able to sustain me in the midst of difficult days? Why would I give up on the one that is able to hold me in the midnight hour when tears wanted to come but he held them back? Why would I give up on a God that is able to walk with me when nobody else want to walk with me? Why would I want to give up on a God when everybody else has turned their backs on me he has right there with me saying I will never leave you and I will never forsaken you why would I give up on a God that will always be with me through the thickest of I cannot let go of him I don't want to let go of him I don't know how to let go of him I took the brakes off him I can't stop if I wanted to I'm rolling with Jesus come hell or high water it doesn't matter why because he has proven himself time and time again by holding me when I couldn't hold myself up, uh, by keeping me up when I couldn't keep myself up, uh, by showing up um, when the weight got so heavy, uh, when I didn't know how I was going to make it, uh, he's always been there. He's always been there. So the Lord is my source of strength. So it is him uh, that I draw from. It is him uh, that I keep ever before me. He said, I will keep you in perfect peace uh, whose mind is stayed on me. Oh, I love it. I love when God calls on me. I love when God calls me. You see, when I look through the word of God, there are several times uh, when God will call people, he will call them twice. Uh, oh, yes, he did. God gives Abraham one of the last uh, uh, a test of faith. Uh, you know the story sacrifice your promised son uh, uh, go get Isaac Abraham uh, Abraham is ready uh, to obey uh, and just before he kills his son uh, the Bible says an angel of the Lord uh, interrupts him and says Abraham, Abraham oh I love it when God calls you twice uh, oh yes, oh yes you don't believe me come here, come here, come here Abraham come, come here Jacob, Jacob just found out uh, that his son Joseph isn't dead and in fact 
his second in the command in the Egyptian empire. And Jacob is old and wants to see Joseph before he dies. And so he prepares for the journey to Egypt. And then he was in a vision. And the Bible says the angel calls out, Jacob, Jacob. Oh, I love it when he calls me twice. Oh, I love it when he calls me twice. Oh, you don't believe me. Oh, 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 come here, Moses. Talk, talk to him for a minute, Moses. Moses had, had, had killed an Egyptian and he fled from Pharaoh's punishment. Now he's living as a shepherd for his father-in-law out in the wilderness. And, and one day Moses sees a, a mysterious sight, a, a bush on fire. But yet the Bible says uh, the bush wasn't burning. And then a voice calls out from the flame, Moses, Moses. Moses, oh, I love it when he calls me twice. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, you still don't feel me. You still not feeling me. Come here, Samuel. Can, can, can you just talk to him for a few minutes, Samuel? You see, in the time when the people rarely hear from God, a boy asleep in the tabernacle hears a voice calling him in the middle of the night. And young Samuel assumes that the high priest is calling him. But soon he learns that it was the voice of, a, 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 of the Lord calling him, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel, oh, I love it when he calls me twice. Oh, you still don't understand me. Come, come, come here, Jesus. Can Jesus visit with his friends Martha, Martha and Mary, and, and, and the sisters have, have an opposite response. Mary, she sits at Jesus' feet listening to his teachings while Martha, on the other hand, focuses on the task at hand, probably preparing food and maybe even lodging, getting ready for the, for the, for the travelers. But she's annoyed that Mary has left her to prep all of the work uh, and the bible says jesus have to call mary he says martha martha Jesus tells Martha that she is worried about so many things that Mary had taken advantage of the opportunity to learn from him. Oh, yes, I love it. I love it. Come here, Peter. Come here, Peter. They still not feeling me this morning. Come, come here, Jesus. Jesus had, had, had his last supper with his 12 apostles, and, and, and the hour of his betrayal is drawing near, but the apostles began bickering about which one one of them uh, is greater and Jesus tells them uh, uh, that they will judge the 12 tribes of Israel and the kingdom uh, will come uh, but they will also pass through the trials of tribulations this is a signal about Simon Peter and Jesus then calls out Simon Simon Jesus tells Peter that even he will deny him thrice before the cock crows Jesus hears an instance when which one member of the Trinity calls out to the other. And as Jesus suffers on the cross, he cries out with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's quoting from the book of Psalms uh, uh, to his father just a little while before the breath, before he breathed his last breath. Oh, yes, can I talk about one more? Oh, I just got one more for you. Uh, uh, come here, Saul. Come here, come here, Saul. Talk to him for a minute. See, 
this young idealistic Pharisee wants to wants to imprison and murder as many Christians as he can. He even gets letters from the high priest authorizing him to round up all of the Christians in the Damascus and drag them back to Jerusalem. But on the way, he is blinded by a vision and is risen by Jesus Christ. And Jesus calls out to him, Simon, Simon, why are you persecuting me? Jesus selects Saul, who is better known as Paul, as an instrument to bear Jesus' name to the Gentiles. I don't know about you, uh, uh, but can I just talk about uh, uh, just one more? I know I said one, uh, but can I talk about just one more? Because, see, you have to understand uh, that, that, that in these last days uh, that we are the children of the last promise. Uh, we are the children uh, of the remit. Uh, we are the ones uh, that Jesus is now looking to. Uh, and as he called out, uh, son of man, son of man, uh, son of woman, son of woman, uh, man of God, man of God, uh, woman of God, woman of God. Uh, Christians all over. When will you stop? Uh, when will you do uh, what I've called you to do? Uh, uh, when will you get up? Uh, and when will you begin to move? Uh, when will you begin to stand? Uh, when will you begin to walk? Uh, when will you begin to speak? Uh, many of us are silent in our affirmation. Uh, many of us are not moving like we should. Uh, oh, uh, Jesus is calling us one last time. Uh, Christians, Christians, uh, believers, believers. Uh, I need somebody if not everybody to stand up in these last days and move according to the beat of the Holy Spirit because this is the day that the Lord has made and he declares he declares that there will be rejoicing in it. And so he said, I will keep you in perfect peace. It's a matter of our mind. This isn't so much a matter of our spirit or our soul, or even our heart. It's a matter of our mind. Because the truth of the matter is, we can have all the, kind of, all the good intentions that, that you can muster up. But if your mental state, if your mind is not stayed on him, to be kept in perfect peace is a matter of our mind. Help me, Lord. It's a matter of our mind. We are to love the Lord our God with all of our mind, according to Matthew. The Bible says that we are transformed by the renewing, what everybody, of our mind. Help me, Lord. We can have a mind of Christ, according to 1 Corinthians. We are not to be set, we are not to set our minds on earthly things, according to Philippians. But as so, but as to set our minds on things above, according to Colossians. So if I can just help somebody this morning. And, uh, don't allow the enemy uh, to infiltrate your mind. Uh, you have to keep moving. Don't allow the enemy to get in your mental state. Uh, you have to keep moving. Uh, I know it gets weighty sometimes. Uh, I know it gets rough sometimes. Uh, but if we allow the enemy uh, a foothold into our minds, uh, he will be able to pull the trigger and cause you to now become depressed. Uh, now you've become overwhelmed. Uh, now anxiety has kicked in. Uh, now you've 
began to doubt your own ministry. Now you began to doubt your own ideas. What God has birthed in you because of your mental state. You don't believe like you should believe. So the Bible says, I want you to know that I will keep you in perfect peace. I will hold you when everything else is falling. If you would just allow me just a foothold into your day's activity, I will keep you in perfect peace. Our mind must be stayed to prop, to learn, or to lean upon, or to take hold of, or to bear up, to establish, to uphold, or to lay, to lean, to lie, to hard, to put, to rest, to self. Uh, uh, we have to allow our mind to stand fast for Jesus. It is fair to ask the disciples of Jesus Christ, what sustains your mind? What do you lay your mind upon? What do you allow to infiltrate your mind? What upholds your mind? What does your mind stand fast upon? What is your mind established upon? What does your mind lean upon? To have this perfect peace, your mind cannot occasionally come to and lean upon the Lord. It has to be stayed upon him. I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed. Not every Sabbath I enter into a place of, of staying upon the Lord, of thinking about the Lord. I'm talking about on Sunday. I'm talking about on Monday. I'm talking about on Tuesday when your supervisor had just said some things to you and you really want to tell her how you feel. I'm talking about Wednesday. I'm talking about Thursday when your husband or your, or your wife or your spouse then says something to you and now you're looking at them upside down. I, I'm talking about keeping your mind stayed on him. And we do that because... He trusts in us. We trust in him. This is another way of expressing the idea of keeping our minds stayed on him. Almost always, you keep your mind stayed on whatever you are trusting. And when we trust the Lord, we keep our minds stayed on him. You see, I trust him, my brothers and sisters. Oh, yes, I do. I have to trust him. I have to put all of my trust in him. And not just because I'm a pastor, but first and foremost, because I'm a father. And my daughters are getting older now. And I don't see them like I used to. Hallelujah. I have to trust him. I have to trust that God is going to take care of my babies. I have to trust him that when my wife leaves the house, that he's going to take care of her. Not only do I trust him for my family, but I trust God with my church. I trust that God is going to keep us safe even in the midst of a pandemic. That God is going to cover these walls and, and hold us in the midst of these difficult times. And not because I occasionally spend time with him. But because I'm up every morning at 6.30. Because before I laid my head down at night and even throughout the day I'm walking through the house talking to my, talking to my little dog. Come on somebody. I know he lay there listening to sermons and listening to me pray, and he just lay there looking. But I'm praying through the house. I'm praying downstairs. I'm praying upstairs. 
You see, when we trust in the Lord, we do not lean on our own understanding. To lean on the Lord is to trust him to be established by the Lord and to trust in him. To establish by the Lord is to trust him to be up, to uphold us, to be able to sustain us and to be able to care for us. Because the truth of the matter is, let me wrap this up, the battle is not ours. The battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. And so he goes on to say, he said, I will bring down those who dwell on high. Oh, yes. The city of man is lofty and the exalted ones in the city dwells on them. But the Lord will bring them down. Nonetheless, the city of man, the world system is nothing to the Lord. He said he lays it low. Come on, somebody. You see, all that we're experiencing in this world in which we live in, if you can look around and get excited about the things of God and get excited about what you see, then you are looking at it from the wrong perspective. You have to understand that these things must happen. I don't know about you, but no, I'm not excited about death. No, I'm not excited about hurt. No, I'm not excited about all of these things, this mistreatment and the injustice. But what I am excited about is that these things just simply let me know that my God is soon to return. And that's what I get excited about. It is simply a reminder that don't get caught up in what you see. Don't allow the disheartening to get you to a place uh, where now you become disheartened. Don't allow the hatred of the world uh, affect you uh, to now you become hateful. Uh, don't you allow uh, these situations that is unfolding get you to a place uh, where now you are afraid uh, to even come out of your own house. Uh, these are simply things uh, to let you know uh, that Jesus is soon to return. Uh, and if you can't get excited uh, about Jesus now, if you can't get excited about what you see now if what you see now don't move you if you can't get excited up with the footman what are you going to do when the horsemen show up and so I get excited about what I see. No, I'm not celebrating the tragedy that is taking place in, in the Ukraine. My heart goes out. But how can I not get excited when I see that these things are simply a marker to let me know that he that shall come will come and will not tarry. How do you think God feels when he's in the throne room of heaven and he looks down on this wicked world and see all of the injustice if God hadn't left his throne by now God hadn't left his throne by now by seeing all of the rapes and all of the mistreatment, all of the, all of the murders and all of the crimes. God see what we don't see. We just look at the news and now we become so overwhelmed. We become so, oh, oh, oh my God, oh, it's just so horrible. What do you think God see? You see, God looks beyond our faults uh, and he see what we need. Uh, so while we see the Ukraine war going on, God see a day of uh, getting closer to his soon return. Uh, that's where God is. And that's why I encourage us to don't stop moving. Don't stop moving. Don't allow what you see get you to a place where you are numb, where you are just so uh, 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 out of sync, uh, where you just can't pray no more, where you just can't believe uh, that all 
all of this stuff is happening. What do you mean you can't believe that, that all of this stuff is happening? The Bible already told us that the, out of the heart is wickedness, that man is wicked. He already told us that we are evil. Why are we surprised when wicked men do wicked things? Why do we allow these things to get us to a place where we can't function because we see what God already said was going to happen, happen? He already told us that these things was going to take place. So what we have to do as a people, what we have to do as black America, I'm just trying to help us along the way. What we have to do is learn how to lean on him just a little while longer, just to trust in him just a little while longer. Why? Because my God is faithful. My God is true. He says, don't stop moving. Don't stop running. Don't stop talking. Don't stop believing. Don't stop trusting us. Don't stop or just keep moving. Keep moving. Oh, somebody say keep moving in here. Got to keep moving. Because God invites us into his chambers. He says in verse 20, he says, come my people. Come to me. Come with me. Don't stop moving. Let the storms that dis, uh, disperses others bring you near together. So when the storms of life began to, 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 uh, to, to um, show its ugly head, this is a time for us to come together. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Uh, don't get mixed up. This is a time for us to be drawn closer to one another. Come uh, uh, and enter into God's chamber lest you be caught in the storm. That's why God, if I can just go to the book of Exodus, uh, God told Moses, I need you to let the children of Israel know. I need, to, I need them to take some blood. I need them to put it over the doorpost. Um, and, and when the angel of death comes by, everyone that has the blood uh, over the doorpost will be covered. But those on the outside uh, will be slain. Uh, that's why we have to allow the blood of God uh, to cover the doorposts of our hearts and of our minds. That's why we have to come into uh, the chambers of God uh, and allow him uh, to be our protector. And so when all of this stuff begins to unfold, uh, when all of this stuff begins to unravel, uh, you will not lose your footing. Uh, you will not become swept away uh, because you have made uh, your calling and your election sure. Don't stop moving. We must keep moving into the changes of a uh, 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 distinction. Come into your own apartment the Bible says come into your own place uh, and, and continue not any longer mixed with the children of Babylon we have to come out come out from among them and be ye separate and it's hard I know it's hard because we have family and friends that are out there and we love so much to see them in there but how many of you know that as Jesus was walking down the dusty streets of Galilee, as he was on his way to the crucible, that there were individuals that he saw in the crowd that he knew was not saved and he knew would not be saved. And then there were those that he looked out in the crowd and he said, I must keep moving because I see my sister there. And in, and, and in, and in about three years, she will come into the faith. I must keep moving. But then he looked again and 
saw somebody else uh, that he knew uh, would not come into the faith. Uh, and he probably said, what is it all for? Uh, what does it all mean? Uh, because they're not going to trust. They're not going to believe. But then he looked again a little bit further. And he saw old little old me uh, uh, over 2,000 years down the road. Uh, and he said, Junior, Junior uh, is going to need me. He said, my boy going to need me. So I got to walk a little further. And then he looked a little further. And he saw Elder Percy uh, on the side of the road. Uh, and he said, I can't stop moving. Uh, I got to keep moving because Elder Percy is going to need me one day. And then he looked to the left a little bit deeper. And he saw Sister Bev. Uh, he said, I can't give up now. Uh, I got to keep moving. Uh, I got to hold on uh, because she's going to need me one day. Oh, he walked on down to uh, Jacob. Uh, and he saw it a little bit further. He said, I got to keep moving uh, because Brother Johnson uh, is going to uh, 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 is going to develop uh, the ability to play the sax. Uh, and so I got to keep moving. Uh, I can't stop moving. Uh, I know I want to stop moving. Uh, but Jesus said I can't give up now uh, because there will be those uh, down the road. Uh, They're going to need me. Uh, I got to keep moving. Uh, he looked a little bit further and he saw Brother David uh, sitting on the corner bench. Uh, and he said I got to keep moving. Uh, why did he keep moving? Because David uh, was going to develop the gift uh, of playing drums. Uh, he said, I got to keep moving. Uh, why did he keep moving? Because he saw my wife, uh, Melody. Uh, oh, there rings a melody. Uh, he said, I got to keep moving. Uh, why did he keep moving? Uh, because he knew that one day uh, she would be able to be blessed uh, with the gift of song. Uh, why did he keep moving, Elder Harris? I'm going to tell you why he kept moving. Uh, because he saw you one day uh, while you were out and about uh, doing what you did, uh, doing what you do. Uh, and he said, I got to keep moving. Jesus said, don't stop moving. Sister Teresa, don't stop moving. You got to keep moving. Because when you give up, you will never reach your destination. When you stop moving, you will never be able to make it to the end. Oh, I love when God tells us, don't stop moving. Because in just a little while, this old church song, I love the way uh, 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 Marvin uh, uh, Winans sings it. Oh, I'm not going to sing it, honey. Don't worry about it. I saw the look in her eyes. I saw the look in her eyes. But I love the way Marvin do it. What do you want the Lord to say? Uh, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord for in just a little while. In just a little while. We have just a little while to stay here. Just a little while to wait. Just a little while to labor in the path that's always straight. Just a little more, no more trouble. In this low and sinful state, we will enter into the portals, sweeping through the portal gates. Oh, in just a little while, in just a little while, we'll see him face to face. In just a little while, we'll be able to wrap our arms around him. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to hug my Jesus. I want to hug my Jesus. I want to be able to wrap my arms around him. And let him know face to face how much I love him, how much I appreciate what he's done for me in just a little while. So don't stop moving. Don't stop moving. How long? 
It's not long. It's not long. You're going to look back over the day and you're going to be like, was that it? Is it it? That's, that's it? It's over? My goodness. That was quick. But while we're going through it, it always seems longer than what it really is. I'm going to end with this right here. Remember my family and I, we went through a horrible experience. I always talk about it. I don't ever really go too deep into it because it's still such a, a hurtful thing, even in 2024. 2022, praise God. They say time flies when you're having fun. I must be enjoying myself up here. 2024, 2022, 2022, and it seemed as if that thing would never end. It seemed as if the troubles of life had finally got us to a place where we were both just looking at each other, wondering what in the world is going on. I thank God that during that moment or during that season, we never lost connection. I thank God that during that season, as difficult and as, 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 as heart-wrenching as it was, we never lost connection. And when I look back over that, and we talk about how many years ago it was, it's like, wow. And we're still here. Somebody is going through something. And it seems as if it's never going to end. It seems as if they turned the lights out, locked the door, and left you in there all by yourself. I want to encourage you today. That's why we have these Bible stories. Daniel in the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. Joseph tossed in prison. Moses on the run. We have all of these stories to let us know that no matter how low you find yourself in life, no matter how lonely you may find yourself in life, you are never so low and you're never so lonely where God can't reach you. You go through what you go through because there is a plan that God has for your life. We couldn't see this. We were moving towards this, but wondering, will it really happen? To the point to where I even asked my wife, will I be excited once I become a pastor after all that we've went through? Will I be able to smile? so broken right now. I feel so hurt right now. Will I be able to give the people what they need 
And that's what she said. She was my rock. And God said, that pain that you are experiencing right now, somebody's going to need that. I'm going to transform your pain into strength for somebody else. So what you're going through right now was nothing more than strength, pain being transformed over to strength for somebody else. That's what it is. But see, the enemy wants you to look at the pain side. He wants you to look at the, at the hurt. He wants you to look at the bombings and the loss of life. And to avoid us, the truth of the matter is that, that there are those that we will see in the kingdom. That their lives, their struggle is strength for you and I. Don't stop moving. I'm going to come back after we watch this video and I'm going to give a simple appeal. I want you to be in prayer. We want to get ready for a baptism. We want to get ready to get this water in this pool. Not just so that we can hear the water run. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I could do that at home. If I want to hear water running in the church, I can go downstairs and turn on the sink in the bathroom. Come on, somebody. But this right here, this is where salvation takes place. Somebody needs to be dunked in the water. Let's just be real. Somebody needs to be saved. So I want you to pray. You may know a family member. I want you to get ready. I'll be back and we'll have this appeal. Media team. I had someone tell me with sickle cell when I was much younger that the pain is so severe that you would pray to die. And um, I never wanted to believe that was true. But when I had my first crisis, oh yeah, it was very, very true. And it is just the worst pain imaginable. I depend on blood transfusions to live. Having had 600 plus blood transfusions, it is, it's a monthly thing for me right now, every month. I have critical blood counts and I'm needing two, three, four units of blood each month. And when that blood is not there and when you're told, well, Lydia, we're, we're waiting for a donor and we can't find one. We're waiting for a match and we can't find a match for you. Um, anxious doesn't even begin to describe how you feel. You're just like, oh my goodness. like. Because you know, if you don't have that blood, if I don't get that blood, then I'm going to die. And it, it truly, truly is life or death. And it's terrifying. And that moment when that nurse comes in and she's like, we got your blood. And it's like, you can finally breathe. Thank you to the fantastic person that donated this blood for me. I'm so, so blessed to have it. And it really means the world. And it's my life, so thank you. It is so important to receive blood from 
a similar ethnic background. And the reason that it's so important is because when you are in need of a blood transfusion, you're gonna be blood typed similarly. So me being African-American, I have the best chance of receiving blood and not getting a rejection and not having a reaction to somebody that's got similar ethnicity as mine. So since I'm African-American, it would be great for me to receive blood from someone that's also African-American. It reduces the chance of a blood reaction or your body rejecting that blood. Without many African-American blood donors, people like myself, people with sickle cell, would not be here. It's just as simple as that, I would not be alive. So that is why it's so important that everyone from every race background, every ethnicity donates blood. Thank you so, so much for giving that gift. So I think I'm a little bit different from other people where they might see a walk in the park as just that, it's a walk in the park, but I see it as such a gift and a blessing and a joy. And I just wanna just like savor every single minute of it and treasure it because I don't know when I'll be able to do it again. I don't know when I'll be in the hospital. I don't know when I'll be having another surgery. So while I'm well, I wanna make the most of life. Amen. The month of April, May, and June, um, we'll be having a, a push for um, blood in the city of St. Louis. We um, want to talk more about how we can help and what we can do and how we can do our part as a top family and seeing to it that black blood comes out of St. Louis. So I wanted us to be in prayer as we prepare for those upcoming months. Right now, they don't have anyone in St. Louis that is looking to, to host, but we'll talk more to see how we can, how we can help in this endeavor. As I mentioned a moment ago, we want to do what God has called us all to do, and that is to give our hearts to him. And if you are such a person, you don't have a church home, you haven't been baptized, you want to be a part of this family, I want to make this invitation to you. Is there one that says, Pastor, I need to be baptized? Is there one? Now, the thing about this type of appeal, I know when I was, when I came into the church, I, I really didn't like walking down the aisle. I felt like all eyes were on me. And then someone quoted a scripture to me and said, well, Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I said, well, I ain't denying him. I just don't want everybody looking at me. And I, I prayed about it, and sure enough, when the appeal came out, I didn't care who, look, who was looking. I didn't care what people thought. I walked down the aisle and gave my life to the Lord. So I just want to encourage you, if you have not, 
if you have not given your heart to Jesus and you want to say, Lord, here I am. Is there one? Is there one? There may be someone, amen, amen. Is he standing to come over here or he, amen, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There may be someone that may be in need of rebaptism. I want to make that available as well. I believe the year 22 needs to be a year of a of a of a restart, a reboot, and all these different names, but it needs to be a different year than last year. It needs to be different. And so it is my prayer. That each time we stand in this pulpit, the appeal will be made, and God will move. Lives will change as a result of the word of God going forth. At this time, I'm going to invite Elder Harris to come up and give us our benediction. praise for that beautiful message today. <clears throat> Don't stop moving. I look at Elder Wellington. He's in pain with every step, but I'm encouraged because he is determined and he's not going to stop moving. Amen. That's how it is in this world. No matter how much pain the devil tries to keep on you, don't stop moving. Keep moving forward towards the upper way. Now we're going to sing our departing song tell the world about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So when you leave here, be inspired and tell somebody about the word that you heard today. Tell them about Jesus. Let's stand for our benediction. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this word that you gave to your manservant today, Lord. Encouraging us, Lord, not to be dismayed, Lord, but keep looking up to you from whence cometh our help. Now unto, you, unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to keep us moving towards the upper way, the almighty God. Bless us until next week is our prayer and through next week. Till we meet again, amen. Amen.